podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Serie Chronicles is a Media Chronicles production. It was quite an entertaining game, actually. Napoli despite being, everyone was sort of saying, oh, they're on the beach, Inter playing fourth place. I've said recently that I thought the World Napoli, the best team in Serie A. Inter, I was arguing after their Champions League semi-final, might be the best team in Italy right now. But they were put in their place in this game a little bit with a little bit of help of self-destruction. I don't know if they were put in their place. I'm going to argue for Inter on this occasion. I do think that that was like, I, I do agree with you. I thought when you said it, I even actually mentioned you when I was doing the, the show on BBC because I said, you know, you know, Nikki, who I do the show with, said Napoli is the best team in Serie A this season overall. But right now, I agree with you, Inter are the best. But playing Gagliardini and Aslani, who hasn't played that all that much in midfield, yeah. And then Bellanova, and then, you know, like a few changes, although I think Gosens and I think their back line and forward line were still pretty good. It wasn't, you know, it was a lot of squad rotation and I sort of get that. And I, I didn't get why Inzaghi got so much sort of stick for it. Like, I get it. You still need to make sure that you make top four and now Milan is only two points away and all of that. But at the end of the day, he does have a Coppa Italia final in a few years, in a few days. He does need to rotate this midfield that is a little bit tired. Mkhitaryan is injured. We can't ask Barella and, and, Brozovic to continue playing and Chalanoglu, all these massive matches all the time. And it's like you said, Napoli are kind of on the beach, right? They haven't showed us all that much. Obviously, they were going to be a little bit more ambitious in trying to, to ruin Inter's day if, simply for the fact that Inter ruined theirs in January. They were first team to defeat them, so they were going to come out and do this. But I, I still thought that they did a really good job in the first half of like, other than Gagliardini trying to ruin everything for everyone, which I think is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he was going out of his way to get a red card, you know. And I didn't, like, it is weird that Inzaghi, who loves to take players off when they look like they're about to like, you know, ruin your day, decided to be like, okay, we can still hold out for half time, right? Like he's not going to do anything stupid. Nope, he does something stupid. Right, which he hasn't always done this season. He's made substitutions before half time in this season when he's been worried about it. Right. So why didn't he do that this time around? It is, it's a baffling question, but maybe because he really does he, he really does need to rest players and he didn't have to feel like he wants to call them on. Mm-hmm. Either way, it goes what it was. Lukaku managed to get an equaliser, but obviously Napoli were just in the ascendancy at that point. And um, I thought all of the goals were really fun to watch, to be honest with you. And I'm really glad that Gaetano managed oh to, my gosh, yeah. to, get, to get there. But T. Lorenzo's goal was <laughs> spectacular. And Anguissa's finish was spectacular. Like, it's all of it. All of it was really good. Zilinski. Dentro. Anguissa! Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, Angri's a brilliant technical footballer. I enjoy watching him so yes. much. But you're right. Like I thought, Di Lorenzo is probably my favourite of the three goals, even though they were they were all good goals. And Caetano's uh, Caetano's goal was just great because because he's the local kid and he's getting to score that goal and be part of of this title winning side. Napoli, 
I was being a bit provocative when I was saying about them putting them in their place because <laughs> honestly, it was God, there's different things I want to talk about here. D- did you find it a strange team selection from Simone and Zaghi? Because I, I can see 100% why you've made quite such heavy rotation because you've got the Coppa Italia final coming up on Wednesday and they're prioritizing. They've said, okay, we put the first team out for the game against against Milan in the Champions League. And now we need to make some heavy rotations so we can have fresh legs for that Coppa Italia final against Fiorentina. But when you look at this team and compare it to the the one that played in the Champions League, you've got only Bastoni kept in defence, obviously on Anna goal. You've changed the entire midfield barring Barella and you've changed the attack. So it's it's really like the entire team you've changed out. And some of these players who are starting are not really players who've had core roles in sort of the, the the team this season. I mean, Aslani's played, I think he started five games in Serie A, giving him that role in the middle of the park. Bella Nova at the right wing back position. Obviously, then we get to Gagliardini. It was, it was a pretty sort of bold rotation to think you could get away with. And on the one hand, I can look at it and go, I can see how you could look at this and say, it's a game we could afford to drop because mm. you lose this game, you're still in the top four. But you're playing with fire now because the gap to Milan is down to just two, two points with, with two games remaining. And you are playing Atlanta next who are still trying to stay in that hunt themselves. So you're definitely playing with fire a bit. Hey gang, just wanted to let you know that you can now get a free 14-day trial of our Chronicles Tifosi Patreon membership. Subscribe now for free for 14 days to get access to all of our full episodes, solo mini-sodes, bonus content, even behind-the-scene bonuses like our chats about football, and of course, our chats about life in general. You can also get the entire bank catalogue of Serie A Chronicles content. So head over to seriachronicles.com forward slash Patreon and subscribe to the Chronicles Tifosi membership for free. Yeah, I get it, but, but the way that... I mean, the way that it was sort of, I guess, noted by some other pundits was a case of, you know, I mean, it's still Lukaku up front. Like, it's not like, the, you know, mm-hmm. it's still De Vry. We still have, like, good players all over the pitch. I get it. You know, it is Bellanova, Aslani and Gagliardini are really the main points, you know. And it's interesting how, like, the one thing that we've noted about Inter's rise this season, about why they've managed to do so well in the Champions League in a way that Milan couldn't at the end, is because of their squad depth. When you sort of compare that squad depth to what a Premier League team would have, it's still not very much. You know what I mean? When we say squad devs, we're just still talking about Lukaku and Brozovic on the bench. And that's it, really. Like, it's not like, you know, De Vry, you could say, is another one. But it's not like they're wheeling out these, you know, champions over and over again. It's it's yeah. still not that much compared to all these other teams. Um, it's just that bit more than, I guess, what Milan had at the time or, or what Napoli has. Um, and even then, I'm not even that sure about it because actually Napoli has quite good depth at the forward positions. But I think that's that's one of the issues that I wish it, Italian football could, but they just don't have the money to have the squad depth to manage these really big teams and obviously keep weaning out all these brilliant guys all the time. So it, it had to be Gagliardini. I don't know how I... Because here's the thing, like if they won this and then they go into the Coppa Italia and they're exhausted and you could rest players obviously next weekend, but against Atalanta, you sort of need a very fit squad because these guys really like to take on their duels. So I, I don't know where the right place or one, when is the right time to rest players and rotate. So in this way, I feel like it's, it's a, a little bit, ask. yeah, that's the thing. I don't know what I would have done. So in that way, I don't, I guess, want to criticize Nzagi so much, even though I think that everyone, I just feel in general, like people just really love having a few, I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like every day is becoming that much harder to fit into fans because just 
the stuff that I've read and and the way that everyone is supporting Manchester City's treble, I'm like, they still have to play the final. I mean, it's there's so much in this yeah. that I, I feel has become so disrespectful. I, I don't even know which way to go anymore. I mean, I, I, I said I did a show on the Euroleagues on when they were talking about how brilliant he was and how this would be the great team if it won the treble. And I said, they still have to play the games. And, you know, Inter is not some team off a village with players that you've never heard of, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's a team that's won this competition three times. If it wins this if it wins this time, it's four. Like that's that's more than Manchester United, that's more than Juventus, that's more than a lot of big teams. So either way, I, I just I'm saying like um obviously I I I like Fiorentina as well, so I don't know who it is that I would want to to win the Coppa Italia, but I think it's masterful what Inter have done this time and if and if this time around they make a mistake, then so be it. But I'm fairly confident they can win the rest. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've 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 clearly sort of, as you said, they've made that decision, and and I I do get it. And I think that Simone Inzaghi is rightly seeing this season's sort of glory opportunities still lying there for him. There is still his mm. chance to finish the season as a Coppa Italia winner and a Champions League winner. In some ways, the Coppa Italia is probably the most sort of. In some ways for him, it might even feel like the most important because the Champions League final, everyone is going to treat Man City as a favourite. So it's yeah. it's not a free hit, but it's certainly a game you can go into and go, well, we try and win it. And if we don't win it, no one's going to look at us and say, oh, you blew your chance. They're going to say, well, it was this Man City team, blah, blah, blah. Whereas the Coppa Italia final is the one where, no, you're supposed to win that. You're the bigger team. You're, you're supposed to be better than Fiorentina. So perhaps it's even the one where he feels more pressure of the two games. I don't know. Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network.